0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, and yes, I am very nasally this week. I have apparently caught... um, I don't know what I've caught, but I've caught something. It started in my throat, and it was like a bitch, just like somebody was like just squeezing my throat very hard for all for most of the weekend, and then it just went up into my sinuses, and now I'm like, what is going on? This is not sexy.
1: <laughs> no, it's... I I love you, but it really isn't.
0: It's not sexy, and I feel bad because this is our first episode of our Summer of Sexy, and we're going to yeah. be covering sex and dating and relationships all month long, um, and this is not a sexy voice.
1: Well, then we can cover... When things aren't sexy, how do you make them sexy?
0: Okay. let's. Yeah. Well, I'll ask Wendy, what happens when I'm sick and I'm not very sexy? Exactly. What's the deal?
1: I feel like she could help.
0: I think she can help too. So I have back in studio with me, Marie Nowaki who has co-hosted a few times before, but not in a while.
1: Yeah. It's been almost six months. Really? Has it been that long? Yeah. It's been a while. I feel like it's been longer. It may have been. It's been a hot I feel like you haven't
0: been in since like last summer. Or like last fall. It I think that was fall. like October.
1: Yeah, it was fall.
0: Yes, because you were here with Alex Weber. Yes. Okay. It's been a minute. Um, but I'm really excited because today we have a lot of fun stuff that we're gonna be chatting about. We're gonna be uh talking to Wendy Sturgar um about her new book, Sex That Works, an intimate guide to awakening your erotic life. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? She's been in she's been on a couple times before, um, and she'll be on later this month. To answer some of your questions about sex, we're going to be doing a sex panel um, that will be coming later this month. So if you have any questions for Wendy after the show, tweet them at me, at Just Plain Zach, and Murray's going to text them to me. Yes. She's going to be leaving with so many more questions. She's going to be so excited. and She can't wait to get to her hands on this book.
1: I know. I'm going to have to read it. Then I'm going to have to make all my friends read it. So It's going to be exciting. Yeah.
0: I'm excited. Um and I'm also excited because we have a very delicious drink of the week. It is a red wine from Dry Farm Wines. I I mean, I've been talking about it for the past few weeks. I'm obsessed with Dry Farm Wines because it has no sugar. It's hangover-free wine, so you can drink it as much as you want, and you're not going to have a hangover the next day. Maria, literally, um, I had dinner with the founder of dry farm wines a couple oh, weeks wow. ago. And we literally killed two bottles of wine as you should between the two of us throughout dinner. I mean, we had a great conversation. He's a very, very nice guy. Um, and I didn't wake up with the hangover the next day and it's that's like fabulous. It's amazing. I mean, two bottles of wine. That's like a bottle each. Like I literally drink a bottle of wine and not even the slightest headache.
1: Yeah. And I'm a huge wine drinker. Like every day I have a glass. This is delicious.
0: It's so delicious. I mean, I literally gift it to everybody. I drink it all the time. They have red, they have white, and then now for summer they have rose, which I'm all oh. about. Um, and I think we're actually going to have um, some rosé at the, so I don't know if you've seen online, but I'm going to be at the Love Beauty Wellness Festival yes, on July looks, 1st.
1: It looks so exciting.
0: I'm so excited. Um, you know, just the, the people that we have speaking this year, um, and then I'm going to be moderating the Thrive panel, which is teaching you how to live your best life. Um, and so I'm I'm really excited about it. I have some awesome girls. I have like Lee Tillman, um, Nikki Sharp, Ashley Berry... Um, and it's, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a really interesting group of women all together for that. And Yes,
0: I went last year and I'm so excited for this year. Um, everybody, if you want to go to that, tickets are still available. You can go to lovebeautywellnessfestival.com. Use code Zach for an extra 10% off. Um, and not to be like a total like promotional whore right now, but if you want to check out Dry Farm Wines, you can go to dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K. Um, and you'll get your first bottle for just a penny, which is super dope. Um, I just had to plug those two. I don't plug things that I don't like really love. Yeah. Um, and I'm working with Love Beauty Wellness Festival and Dry Farm Wines because I love both of them and- I'm excited to be part of both of them.
1: Well, yeah, and you were telling me just about how often you drink this wine, and you've been talking about this festival for months, I know, so, so it makes sense.
0: But I'm also really excited, so I'm also going to, and this is not a promotion at all, this is just like a total geek out, <laughs> I'm going to Gwyneth Paltrow's In Goop Health Summit no. this weekend, uh. which I'm so excited. It was like the best um, early birthday gift that I received was... Um, uh, registration to the event, so I'm really, really excited. Because like Nicole Richie's going to be there, and Lena Lena Denham, right? Yeah. Denham, like, yeah. Lena Denham, Cameron Diaz, and like all these like really big functional medicine doctors are going to be there. Oh my
1: gosh, I'm so jealous.
0: I'm so excited. I'm going to be insta storing the whole day. This yeah, weekend.
1: and I'm going to be watching and looking at every single thing you post. I'm
0: so excited! It's like all day. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be there early. I'm going to be learning about all this stuff and tweeting it. It's going to be fun, and I might even po- cover it on on Pop Sugar. We'll see. Yeah. How are things with with Mister Zach? Not me Zach, but your your booth, yeah. Zach.
1: My Zach, uh, Zach with an H. You know,
0: since the topic <laughs> is is love and sex this month.
1: Yeah, uh, things are good. We. I think last time I came on the show, I had just started working with him, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: I recently got a new job, so we're no longer working together. What? Yeah. So, which is, like, great. Got a you new ditched job. You him.
0: You're like, I'm <laughs> over
1: it. Yeah, not quite. But we're still living together. and um, Well, I would hope
0: so if you guys are still together.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but things have been going well, except for now we're not on the same schedule. Because I work different hours than
0: you uh, guys. Not on the same, like cycle.
1: Yeah. It's, it's difficult when, you know, I get off work at three 30 and he gets off work at seven or later.
0: So how do you make like time for like intimacy?
1: Yeah, uh, you like schedule it. It's You weird. schedule sex? Don't schedule sex. You're like, hold on, but- <laughs> let
0: me put this in my Google calendar.
1: No, not like that. But Hold one sec. <laughs> whatever. No, we just like make sure we know when the other person's getting home. So if I'm going to, if he's going to have a really late night, I go hang out with you, for instance. <laughs> and if he's going to get off work early, then I'm not going to plan anything.
0: Do you have any questions for Wendy?
1: I'm probably going to ask her just like, because she's been married for how many? 30
0: years. 30
1: years. Like That's longer than I've been alive. So Okay.
0: Well, I think it's time to introduce her. Let's do it. Should we bring her on? Yeah. Okay. Today's guest, as I mentioned earlier, she's the founder and CEO of Good Clean Love, which is one of my favorite, uh, favorite brands. They have amazing non-toxic lubes and love oils, you know, like for a hot date, I put a little love oil on oh. before I go out. Um, and she, her last book was called Love That Works, and she has a new book out. It's called Sex That Works, and she's going to be talking to us about that today. Please welcome Wendy Stern.
2: Hey Zach
0: How are you, Wendy?
2: I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm great I'm so Good. excited Thanks to so have you back. Thank for
2: including me. Yes, I'm so grateful to always be on your show. Of course. You are hip and cool, and <laughs> I love to be around hip, cool people like you because it makes me be slightly young for a few minutes.
0: I love it. So before we get into it, I have to throw my icebreaker questions at you. So this is, we started this a couple months ago on the show, and so every time a new guest comes on, they have to answer these five icebreakers, Okay. Okay. So the first one is, what's one word your mother would use to describe you? Ooh,
2: that's a hard one. Inventive.
0: Inventive. Okay, that's good. I mean, for somebody that's written multiple books and created her own successful uh, sex company, I think that's a great one. Give me a fun fact. What's one thing about you people wouldn't expect?
2: Uh. Um... (laughs) I really love yoga, and I'm not very graceful at it. So <laughs> Don't worry, neither I am I. If people saw me doing yoga, they would probably laugh and be surprised. I love that. I actually still try to do it.
0: What is yeah. your drink of choice?
2: I am really all about the French 75 lately.
0: Ooh, what is that?
2: It's bourbon and champagne. Ooh. Or is it bourbon? Sometimes it's bourbon, and sometimes it's gin. Oh, so, okay. I think more typically, gin and champagne with a twist of lemon. Um, but yeah, they, people fancy. make it differently. I've had it with bourbon, but I think I prefer it with gin. But I'm, you know, whatever. I'm all about experimenting with uh, new drugs. I, I not drugs, sorry. <laughs> <but> I, <laughs> I, I I meant drinks. Um, but I, uh, I was in Hawaii, and I found this drink when I was there called the late afternoon. Sunset or something, and it was mm. just awesome. So, you know, whenever I like the title, I'll try it, usually.
0: Yes. Um, mm-hmm. What's the most embarrassing moment that you've learned the most from?
2: Um, I don't know if it's embarrassing or humiliating. I could maybe <laughs> use those moments interchangeably. but I th- I would have to say, and it's something I'm thinking about a lot these days, is the end of friendships when mm. when my friendships wither um or people actually walk away from them, um those are some of the most painful, humiliating, and in some ways embarrassing moments and um and they actually are the most profoundly deep teachers.
0: I like that I mean, my embarrassing moments usually. F- like have alcohol involved and like you know saying things. I wish I I probably didn't, but I, I love the uh, I love how humble your answer was. And last question: If you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be?
2: Uh, please don't ask me that question.
0: Yes, that's my favorite question to ask. <laughs> um,
2: uh, I don't know. I probably would be Jenner, uh, like uh, the one who just changed sexes, right?
0: Caitlyn. Because-
2: Yeah, I think, you know, just because I feel like she, he is so bold. Yeah. And has always been really courageous at different points of her, his life, um, and was super courageous just being in that family, frankly. Absolutely. Um, And then sort of stepping outside of it to really try to find her own truth um, is very inspiring to me.
0: Absolutely. I, I don't think I've ever gotten Caitlin before. That's the first time I've heard that answer.
2: I think sexually she's by far the most interesting.
0: Yeah, she really is the most interesting. Um, So, Wendy, you have a new book out. It's called Sex That Works, and I'm really excited. I was chatting uh, with Marie about it. It's called Sex That Works, An Intimate Guide to Awakening Your Erotic Life. And so I have Marie with me here in studio, and we're very um, intrigued about how we can awaken our erotic life.
2: Well, I just want to say, first of all, that I love what she was saying about scheduling. And I just want to tell you that 30 years in, we like definitely, I mean, I don't put it on my Apple, Google calendar or whatever, (laughs) but like we like, you know, and especially like when I'm traveling at times. I mean, we pick a day, we're like, okay, and like sometimes even around my travel schedule, I'm like, okay, where can I have sex in here? You know, so we pick a day and like we'll check in and we'll be like, okay, we're, all, this is the day. And so it's, I, I actually think it's sexy to plan for that because then you have some time, just sort of thinking yeah. about, okay, what, Something
0: to look what, what's going
2: to gonna happen with this, and you know, for me, I don't think there's a better hour or two hours or whatever I get in a week of my life that is that exceeds my sexual, part, you know, moments. I mean, there's nothing better. What's better than that? So I, I actually am all about like owning it and and planning for it, and, you know, I mean, I think just saying, okay, I know he's going to be home early, so I'm not going out, you know, that's, it's the same thing, so long as you really, like, just, I mean think about the ways we schedule our hygiene. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always mm-hmm. think, okay, what... I don't know if you're an everyday hair washer, but, you know, I go every other, and I, like, actually plan out my week. Okay, which days do my hair have to be really right on day I one? I you know. I do the same thing. After, I'm like,
0: when do I really need... To, when do I need my hair to look really good? And then I plan yeah. my hair washing days. Or around
1: scheduling there. when <laughs> you have to do, like,
2: makeup if you're a girl. Yeah, and, yep, exactly. Yep. And so it's like, you know, the idea that we would ha- have... The sexual hygiene, which is I think what happens when we really press that reset button and we allow ourselves to orgasm deeply and we just surrender all the shit in our head to this higher function, which is sexual, which is higher and lower right so but the idea that we would schedule that I think is um is profoundly an act of sexual freedom um, Absolutely. because. The ultimate sexual freedom, you know, is that we take responsibility for our own sexual needs, and we're not waiting for somebody else to fix it for us or make it right or create the perfect moment. We're just like saying, I really want to be sexual, and so I'm going to create the space for that to happen in my life.
0: I love that. So the book covers nine core topics, freedom, pleasure, finding your normal, courage, curiosity, sensation, fantasy, attention, and gratitude. So I think for me, and then I'll have Marie go after me with, like, the biggest uh, issue that she has in her relationship right now, because I'm single, she's in a relationship, so I thought we would bring a nice, different perspective. So, Wendy, for me right now, I feel like I'm struggling most with the courage piece only because, um, you know, I have sex for the sake of having sex, but I'm not necessarily very... And I don't think I've ever been... Intimate during sex, or really vulnerable during sex, and I think I don't know—is that something that's that's common? Are we kind of just having sex in zombie mode and not really connecting with our partners?
2: I think it's actually, especially for your generation, frighteningly common. I think it's actually even what people anticipate—like that's how they think about what yeah. sex is—and mm-hmm. so the more you have that kind of sex, in some ways, you're sort of training yourself to sort of be numb and to cut yourself off from the core of what it is to really be sexually intimate. And I, Zach, I just, I would urge you to like, take a look at that with fresh eyes, keeping in mind that really until you bring courage, which I think is also a multi-layered thing. It's like a lot of times when people think about courage, it's just sort of amorphous, like, what is that? You know, so... Certainly one piece that you touched on is this vulnerability thing. Mm-hmm. Um you know that you actually don't just take off your clothes but that you bear your heart on some level. You know you let somebody know where I didn't even know where my heart's at.
0: From. I'm I have to find that. Yes, you, can I buy one on Amazon?
2: You I you have a prime can. membership.
0: You probably could.
2: Um you have it there and actually if you you know I know you have a heart because I have seen how kind you are in so many gen- situations, and generous. And so, and your work, I mean, think about the work you do when you're not being a kind of no-filter guy. Yeah. I mean, that's all heart, Thank you know? You. And so bringing that capacity to your intimate relationships would take a leap of courage for you. And the thing I was saying is that it's not just that one time, it's that you is that you bring resilience to it, That you that you're persistently courageous. So you actually... Dare to love somebody that you actually care about, and then even if it doesn't work out exactly the way you hoped, you are willing to have fresh eyes and come back to it again.
0: Absolutely, I appreciate that, Wendy. I think I don't know. It's just so scary to have like intimate sex with somebody.
1: Well, especially well, Wendy, with it's, but it's, oh, especially with ahead. like the Tinder culture and the hookup culture.
0: Yeah, it's of, so easy. Yeah. Like sex is so easily accessible. It's so
2: shady, though. Like that is such shitty sex compared to the kind of somebody looking in your eyes or even just like having intimate sex with yourself. I mean, you know, it's like we don't think about that, but to the degree that you, you know, like even could like learn what your really deep pleasure points are or open to your own fantasy life just with you, that would give you courage to not have numb sex. And I just want to say that You have to call me when you break through this barrier. When I have sex? I know you're going to say (laughs) to me. And be like, Wendy, it happened. Oh, oh my God. I'll be in bed
0: and I will call you, Wendy.
2: Yeah, call me with a cigarette in hand or whatever. (laughs) Just be like, oh, baby. It's just, it's a different world. It's a different world of sex. It's not, you can't even compare those two activities.
0: So what are, what do you think are like, One to two practical things that I can do, because, I mean, it is common, and most of my listeners out there are young, and they're probably having all this bullshit tender sex. So what are some actionable tips that you can give us, uh, maybe that you pull from the book or just from your own experience, that can help us overcome that?
2: I think two really simple things that you can opt to do at any moment, whether you're sexual or not, whether you're in a moment of sex or not. The first one is learning to feel, and that's like the intro of the book. And it's like the thing is is that I know the world is so noisy right now with so much fear and anxiety that it's like uh, it's easy to want to tune out and just get numb and not Feel what what it's creating. I know who and, wants to you know, have an
0: erection with Donald Trump walking around <laughs> everywhere.
2: Uh, well, there's definitely that, but the thing <laughs> is, is that in some ways, sexual courage right now is actually sort of the antidote. It's like the anti Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So it's like what the thing is, is that when you stop feeling Zach, because it's like your anxiety level or whatever it is, we don't get to selectively not feel. We actually stop feeling everything, and so it's really hard to get really sexual desire and libido happening when you're numb to how you feel, you know, and people just don't realize that, and that's why a lot of times it requires so much sort of like massaging with alcohol or drug of choice to just even like access anything, but then you're so inebriated you don't even really have control over what's happening, or it's like another way of not feeling, you know? Right. So so I would say just like in any opportunity you have to actually feel somebody in your arms, like your friend, when you hang out with her and you hug her, like actually feel what that feels like to be held, or when you're laughing out loud about something ridiculous, feel that, really let yourself feel it, and and just practice that. And then the extension of that is that you have this amazing sensory apparatus in your body. And to the degree that we stop tasting our food or like we don't smell the day when we open the door or any flowers or foods, you know, um, it's like all of those senses are like required to really have a sexual experience that's going to create memories. Right. That's how we layer memories is by using our senses and paying attention to the moment we're in. And so that's a totally different kind of sex. But yeah. if you can't do it in your day to day, then like,
0: then you won't be able hel- to do it a on that Hello more Tinder. intimate level. Yeah. You right.
2: <laughs> it's like Tinder's the only choice to that. Then. Right.
0: Okay, Marie. What's an issue that you're having sexually in your relationship right now? Because how long have you and Zach been together?
1: So Zach and I have been together almost four years now. Wow. Yeah, and we've been living together for almost two. So we've been at this a while. Yeah. Um, I had already mentioned the whole schedule thing, which is different now that we're working different jobs. But one of the things that I think is just maybe it's just hard for me. I don't know. Is that freedom aspect of like not getting caught in my own head and being willing to try something that makes me uncomfortable or is like new because I don't want to like be bad Not, (laughs) but like like, something I just don't want to be bad at it like it's an embarrassing moment yeah because you're Mm -hmm. so vulnerable you have to be when you're in a relationship for that long but like I don't know so I, I guess it's how to get over that hump of embarrassment when you want to get intimate
2: Mhm. You know, so uh there's this other chapter in the book about normal like um you know, how to get over this fear of being normal or like what is that range of stuff that's like normal or you know, and because sex actually pushes all these boundaries, right? So, you know, you're like thinking about trying something new and you don't want to be bad at it or it's like kind of outside your range of what is normative like of what you've known, mm-hmm. and so then there's that whole bad shame thing about like uh like where does that come in the spectrum, or like where am I coming? you know it's like it's it's complicated that feeling of of how do you like expand the boundaries yeah. there's a lot more in it, you know, and so um and so there's this phenomenon, and I just want to sort of acknowledge your experience by this phenomenon that's called leftover sex. That a lot of couples get stuck in where, like, they rule out all these things that are new or threatening, and what they're left with is what's left over. And, and that's how sexual ruts are born and sustained. And so, um, so, you know, I, I don't know the perfect answer to this, but I can tell you what my how it's happened for me, it, and I talk about it in the book a lot. Is in the fantasy chapter um, because you have this rocket fuel of sexual power that sort of gets stored in your subconscious mind through fantasy that emerges as we become sexual in our early pubescent stages. And it's like your subconscious brain, you had no control over any of this, but your subconscious brain actually creates these mechanisms, these fantasies by which it turns something that has been painful for you into something pleasurable. So, you know, if you would start to, like, allow that stuff to come up, when you're being sexual, and for me, one of the access points for that is scent. So I use love oil for that a lot because mm-hmm. it kind of opens the curtain mm-hmm. to those ideas. But I, I used to really work hard to repress them, and now I just let them happen. And what they tend to do is bring me into, uh, like a range of sexual behavior that I would never even say out loud that I do, you know, that I, I do stuff and I'm like, whoa. Who is that girl doing that, you know? But it's like I'm just kind of following this, um, this kind of, I don't want to call it inner programming, but, like, I just let this rocket fuel lead me, I guess is the best way to say it. And so I think you have a lot more access to that stuff if you sort of get – out of the anxiety space and just get curious.
1: So I know that like a lot of people are in relationships and let's say that like uh, me, they're worried or for instance, a a friend of mine's had the issue of feeling stuck in a rut. What are some practical ways to like help yourself get past that difficulty?
2: Um, So I just, I, I think actually, you know, for people who are in their 20s and early 30s, You know, I just want to say one thing, which I really think is true, which is that, you know, we're not born being good at sex, and it's like a skill set like anything else. Um, And so, I mean, I remember being pretty orgasmic, even as a child, but then really struggling in my 20s, all through my 20s, where I could never really find that place where it would work with my partner. Like, I could always usually orgasm on my own when I was masturbating, but... Like sometimes it would work and it would be this, whew, amazing, relief, explosive thing. But that was like one out of eight times. And then the other seven times, he would come too soon or I couldn't quite find a spot or, and we would try to do the mm-hmm. same things that we knew worked to get back to that place. And then of course, the more we tried those things and they didn't work, then whatever, the whole thing didn't work. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it really actually created this huge rift in our relationship. Like, um, I would get so angry that I think he just became afraid of me. Like I don't even want to go there. Do you, know? you
1: th- Do you think sex can become stressful if
2: you're not willing to explore? Yeah, I mean, I think what happens is that um, that you uh, get stuck in these ruts, and then one person. Or both people at different times. I call it the initiation question. But you know, some people want it more than other people at different periods in the relationship. And then some people are like amenable to that and other people are like, no, not interested and then you've got this whole rejection play going on. Usually it kinda gets into a rut one way or the other. One person's always asking, the other person's always saying no and um and that can be like in the course of sex where somebody wants you to try something else and you kind of like shut down or it could be just even the idea of having sex and that i i think that it's almost impossible to be in a long-term relationship without facing that issue on some level yeah. and not getting caught up in the scorekeeping bullshit, which is so damaging to mm-hmm. a relationship. It doesn't matter what side you're on. It's just damaging on both sides. Um And so, you know, I think, there's like this, you know, I, I use these words, and it's really hard to say, like, how do you do that exactly? But, you know, it's like when you think about being a kid, and how you would wonder about things, and how curiosity was just kind of the leader. You weren't like wondering, was it okay if you were curious about this? You just sort of you just followed your yeah, instinct. Yeah, you followed your instinct. You know instinct. what I mean? You just and and, and the state of wonder is like really this amazing opening that a lot of stuff can drop into, and where you can like sort of like give up this idea that you have to know, and something new can happen to you. And so I just think if people would sort of will themselves to, like, try to remember that space, there's a freshness that can come into your sexuality.
0: Absolutely. I love that, Wendy. And I think there are so many... Um, you know, curiosity is a big one and kind of releasing yourself. And I love the topics that kind of come in because you really do mix in your personal experiences with, you know, the things that you've learned over the years. You've had a marriage that's lasted, you know, 30 years and you've built this company and you've really kind of built yourself as somebody that's a, a leader in in love and, and and in sex. I mean, when I think mm-hmm. of sex, I mean, you're the one that I come to and your site's the one that I go to and I love Good Clean Love. It's a a brand that I uh um, um, I use often Good. Um, with my but, Tinder sex but I'm going to have more uh, more uh, intimate have, sex ha-
2: have some more heart sex yeah definitely yeah I'm going to I'm going to work is, on that you know and, <laughs> definitely and you know, it's like I just want to say that I think that you know when people read the book a lot of times what they say is like oh my god I can't believe how vulnerable you are and yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. Um, and I think and- that's such an
0: important piece is that vulnerability really is such um, an important key to to really being in touch with yourself and and with your partner. And I think it's well, great. I mean, and, and it's I- like,
2: when when you think about like stories, like stories people tell you about themselves, that's what we always remember. Yeah. Like, we don't absolutely. remember what people tell us. We remember the stories that people share. That's how we teach each other. And I feel like I try to do that in the book, but, you know, it's like also, I'm not like some hero. Like, I, it's not like I have some happy ever after marriage. I just, Keep working at it. Yeah, and Any I think your thing?
0: vulnerability is really the so, key that people can can really relate to. Um and, yeah. and I really I commend you on that. And everybody needs to go pick up a copy of your book, Wendy. It's called Sex That Works, An Intimate Guide to Awakening Your Erotic Life. It's on sale now. I'll put a link for everybody to go and purchase it in the description below. And, Wendy, thank you so much for calling in. I'm I'm glad we got to cover some of the points so we get to tease my audience a bit. But everybody needs to go and buy Wendy's new book, Sex That Works, An Intimate Guide to Awakening Your Erotic Life. And visit goodcleanlove.com because the products on there I love. Marie, I'm going to send you a few, and I'm going to send you a copy of the book, too.
2: Awesome. I'm so excited.
0: Wendy, thank you so thank much you. for calling in. Yes,
2: thank you so much, Zach. And thank you, Marie, too, for sharing your story and you know anytime honey i'm available
0: awesome thank great. you Wendy. and you'll be back on later this month um, to do our our sex panel
2: perfect can't wait awesome. have a great night and thanks again zach
0: thanks so much wendy Bye. everybody can go and visit makinglovesustainable.com uh to check out more from Wendy and be sure to visit goodcleanlove.com to check out those awesome products. I love the love oil and I love the uh the lubricant. I've only tried the classic and I wait, they have like a cinnamon one that's like red that I really like, but I've heard the CBD one is really good too. Yes. Um but everybody go and check out Wendy Sturgars Good Clean Love and her new book, Sex That Works on sale now, link in the description, and they're also going to be giving out goodies to everybody that comes to the Love Beauty Wellness Festival. So get your tickets and come to the Love Beauty Wellness Festival July 1st at Honeypot in downtown LA. I'm going to be there. Tweet me the questions that you have for the ladies on my panel. And don't forget to subscribe and listen to hashtag no Filter every Wednesday on iTunes. Marie, thank you so much for being here. Of course. And being open and vulnerable. I love it. Anytime. Go buy Wendy's book, Sex That Works. Get your tickets to the Love Beauty Wellness Festival at Festival.com. Use code Zach for 10% off. And get some dry farm wines like that's the perfect night like some good clean love Wendy's book a nice glass of, of dry farm wines.
1: and some intimate sex yes